Cube right now on the line from the deep, deep south. I'm joined by my old mate Sam from Skinny Hobos. Morena to you, Sam. Morena, Jamie Green. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Oh, you're more than welcome, my friend. It's been a while. It has indeed. It has indeed. It's, uh, what, five years since I left Dunedin and five years since I've seen your beautiful face. Uh, has it been five years? It has been, mate. Five years. Really? Yep. 2013, I got out of there. Really? What? <laughs> Dad's blowing my mind. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, Have man. I not seen you in five years? Wow. I think I've seen you once or twice before then, but no, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, five years since I got out, which blows my mind as well. Yeah, I can't believe it. That's half a decade. That's a really long time. I know. We're all getting old, mate. We are. We are. Uh, except for the majority of people here at the university because, uh, well, they stay the same age because there's new people all the, year, all the time. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Matthew um, McConaughey had a line about that at one point. <laughs> I think so, but it was kind of the other way around. But anyway, we'll <laughs> leave that there. Um, right, so you left Dunedin and you kind of realised your dream, I guess, uh, which I'm very proud uh, of you for. Um, so tell us about Skinny Hobos. Who are they? How, how did you form? Uh, so Skinny Hobos is, is two people, is myself uh, and uh, my cohort Alex Elvis on guitar and bass and vocals. Um, we formed at the music store that I moved out of Dunedin to go work at, mm-hmm. um, the Monaco Rock Shop in Auckland, when we just kind of, we had a jam one day after work. And it was just the two of us and we got a guitar and a drum kit. We played a couple of songs and it was, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. It was one of those serendipitous moments where you just click connect with someone um, that doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's magic. Yeah. And we've just been, um, we write, you know, uh, the songs are bluesy, they're groovy, they're riffy, and we write whatever the hell we enjoy playing, really. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You you, you know, you, you met at the rock shop. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's almost cliche. <laughs> I know, right? Um, what, is, what, is, what is a little bit crazy about it, though, is that we actually knew each other in high school. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so we go back to RockQuest days, and we played in different bands at RockQuest, and um, went, went apart from each other. I, I moved to Dunedin. He moved to Canada to study. As you do. Yeah, was, yeah well, he is Canadian, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we came, we managed to somehow end up working at the same store, which is a brand new store that we were both opening. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, and that was kind of, we, we got back and we were like, this guy, this guy, all right. Nice, nice. And now here we are. Hey, do people pay attention to the Don't Play Stairway to Heaven? Is there a new song? <laughs> it's kind of, it's more of an unwritten, unspoken rule now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, people do pay attention to it. Um, however, the one that people don't pay attention to is Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, shit. That's just yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, it's one of those ones that, like, any kid that wants to play rock and roll usually finds Slash and Influence. Yeah. Therefore, Sweet Child of Mine becomes a go-to song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes so sense. it's one of those, like, I don't like stopping the people playing what they want to play, but at the same time, no. <laughs> Good. Right, um, you're, you're playing Dunedin tonight, but you've already been playing quite a few shows on this tour. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the tour is in support of your debut uh, self-titled album, Skinny Hobos. That's um, right. Right, so how's the tour been? It's been it's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Um, the Skinny Hobos album release tour, or chart, as I call it. Um, <laughs> it's no, it's been a great tour, man. It's been really cool. We've got some uh, some new places we've been. We've been to Topor. Um, actually, Topor's the only new one that we've been to. But um, some some old haunts like Wellington, San Fran the venue there. That was awesome. Um, Wellington's a really good place for us, and San Fran was a really fun time. But to play on that stage with a venue, actually, you know. Heaving with people was was a really cool feeling. Um, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And just getting the good, you know good amounts of people out of every show has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Whangarei, Tauranga, uh, New Plymouth, Napier, where you know crowds are just absolutely loving it. They're there early. They're there to see all the bands and they're buying merch. They're loving the shows, and we're getting really good responses out of everyone. So it's it's really cool just to see how the progression of the last couple of years and building up to this tour. Uh, has has really started, it's really paying off. Yeah, it's really yeah. awesome. And there has been a bit of a, a progression, and uh, you know, a bit of a snowball effect, maybe. Like, because you know, you were picked up quite quite quickly, quite early of of the release of your first uh, single by Alt Radio, uh, and a lot of airplay. Um, so you know, um, how's how's that been? Because. I mean, I know you've you know you've played in a, in a few bands in in Ultiputi down here in Duds and and doing your thing, and then all of a sudden you formed a two piece and you're, and you're getting a lot of um, a lot of eyes and a lot of ears. Yeah, it was. I mean, the time I spent in in, in Dunedin, I think uh, I don't know. The more bands you play in, obviously, the more you learn how to just write songs and interact with people. But um, yeah, you know, it was it was one of those things where. It's just a, it's just a timing and time and placing kind of thing. Yeah. We we uh, entered the battle of the bands uh, in 2015, and um, out of that we won a spot at Demon Energy's Rock the Park with mm-hmm. Sheehead and Villainy and Blacklist. And it was there where we were picked up by, um, oh, sort of noticed, I guess, by the guys at the Rock. Yeah. Um, which I know is obviously you know the other side of the coin with the mainstream radio and whatnot. And we never wanted to be a mainstream band. You know, we never aimed. We're going to go for radio. We're going to be that band. But they loved that. They like they like that song. They played it. And then the Merchant of Tito um, has become somewhat of our hit. Yeah. Which we never kind of intended. Um, you know, it was the song that we liked the least, but probably because it is the most commercial out of all of our songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one really took off on the rock. People loved it. It hit what number one hundred and fifty in their fifteen hundred countdown in twenty sixteen, like less than six months after being on the radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Th- that kind of spoke volumes of what that song meant to people. Um, which is funny because it's kind of a song about nothing. <laughs> yeah, songs about nothing's great. I mean, things about nothing are great. That's what Seinfeld was a show about nothing. And look how many people <laughs> loved Seinfeld. That is a very good point. That is a cult hit now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, brilliant. So, tell us about the album, um, self-titled debut. Um, you know, you, you, your earlier works, like you said, really groovy, really bluesy, and they're on the album as well. Um, but you know, you've gone a bit heavier in other uh, on other tracks as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, our latest single, Jack Like the Ripper, which is actually the closing track on the album. Um, which I kind of like because you, you normally hear all the singles that are in like the first half of the album and then it's all average towards the end, right? Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to have that one as, as a closer and people are really digging that at shows as well, actually, which is really cool. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, that's definitely the heaviest that we've kind of gone. Um, it's, but it was one of our earlier songs as well, one of the, one of the first three or four riffs that we had. Um, the new material that we're writing now, I mean, because the songs on the album have been have been songs since you know the first year or two of our existence and we've just been honing them live and um you know obviously jumped into the studio to record them all but um they've been kind of our our staples i guess and we've been dropping new material here and there at shows not on this tour this tour has been all about the album yeah um but the newer stuff is a bit more there's a lot more loop looping going on it's a bit more kind of technical 
Um, whereas the stuff on the album is just pretty much straight up riffs in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like some of it's really punky. Suburban Living uh, is kind of grungy punky. There's a track called Working Title, which is pretty much just straight up punk rock, which I love. It's one of our favorites. We wrote it in two minutes. Like the first time we jammed it, we pretty much wrote the whole song. <laughs> nice. It was nice. one of those, uh, you know, Alex Bob play a riff that kind of sounds like that one band that does this thing, and na 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 na, and then I played a drum beat that kind of matched it, and then three minutes later we had a song. Off you go, yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. And does it often work like that with you too? Um, it's always, it's always, it's always different. I mean, that's definitely that's our favorite way to write a song is just get an idea and run off it and see what happens. Um, that's that's kind of the the primary the way we do it. You know, one of us gets an idea, we bring it in, and we say, hey, I've got this. It could go into this. What do you think? Let's play it and feel it out. Um, Alex sometimes has sort of full songs on guitar that he writes, and then he'll bring them into the jam room and we'll play them out. And you know, we'll get halfway through and then get to a section and it doesn't work on his rig because he writes it, you know, at home on an acoustic or, or unplugged. Um, and then he gets to his setup with his three guitar amps. Yeah, he uses sorry, two guitar amps and a bass amp. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> Yeah, as one guitarist does. It's great getting to venues and unloading and people just looking at us going, man, you guys have a lot of gear for two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I've just got a drum kit, you know. I'm, I'm pretty simple. It's nice. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of... it's it's The songs can change when we get in the jam room because of the limitations of the setup and the fact that Alex has kind of got to be a bass player and a guitar player at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it always makes it a little bit, you know, you have an idea and you think, yeah, this is going to work, and then you get in there and you jam it out and you go, oh, okay, that doesn't work, but this part does, and that part from that other song that we kind of had a while ago might fit in there really well, actually, so let's try that and piece something together. So yeah. we often have bits of songs just kind of floating around <clears throat> that we use in other bits of songs to make a new song, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is always curious, but very fun. Yeah. Now, obviously, we've seen a lot of um, real, like, not necessarily hard rock um, two pieces, but there have been a lot of two, pe- you know, a few two pieces over the last like uh, decade um, in certain rock genres, but maybe not as heavy as as you guys. So, was there any thought that maybe you'd go with, you know, maybe add a, a bassist or, or a second guitar, um, or were you always, you know, we want to keep it as a two piece? This is what we're going to do. Um. There was, there has been discussion of a, of a third member of some sort, but never another. Well, not necessarily another guitarist or bassist. Keys. Um, so maybe some keys. Yeah, totally keys. Maybe brass, um, a horn section of some kind for some different flavor. I think keys would be the most logical option, um, and or a different singer because Alex hates singing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you can't do that, though. You can't do it. I mean, different. I mean, mean, you can do what you want. But, um, you know, people obviously love him singing because people are listening. So. That's exactly, yeah, that's what I say. I'm like, Alex, people listen to it and they like the song, so shut up and keep singing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, don't shut up, but keep singing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those like the the chemistry between us and I mean you know we have spent hours and thousands of kilometers in the van just the two of us, or with other people in the back of the van you know just driving around the country and putting up with each other. So um, I mean band dynamics, as as I'm sure you're aware, is one of those things that is so hard to find to find the right balance. Yeah. Um, and and with us, I mean it's 
you know, we laugh about it, but it's almost true. It's kind of like a marriage, you know. We yeah. uh, every, every day we talk to each other. We're talking about either music or business or something. We're in the car together and we're having to listen to each other's music, put up with each other's, you know, bad tendencies and bad smells and and, and all that jazz. So it's, it's one of those things that we have thought about it. We just... It's hard to do it at this stage of where we are. I think once this album cycle is over, then we'll probably go back and revisit that, and we may very well try out some some new people and yeah. some key players and some singers and maybe someone that can do a little bit of everything, you know, jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but like, you're right, you have to find the right person. You can't just be a good person on the keys. They need to fit within the, the sandwich that is, uh, you, you know, you two are the bit of bread and you need Absolutely. someone to be a nice filling in between. So, uh, a hobo get, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. All right, um, playing tonight, the Captain Cook. Oh, actually, first though, um, now, w- with the music, you love making the music, you love getting in the studio but you also love getting out there with um cameras and sound techs or not sound techs i guess because you've not got your vocals but all those things key grips best boys all (laughs) the things that are involved in making music videos um so you've got a like you had a four-part series yeah a quadrilogy yes quadrilogy there we go um although it turns out quadrilogy is used for cinematic uh four parts there's another word tetralogy i think if it's in print it's a four-part print series Yeah, it's curious. We we did this. In, I did some research with this with my parents because Mum's like, it's not called a quadrilogy. I'm like, it totally <laughs> is. Um, but yeah, so the four singles, Merchant of Tito, Jokers and Fools, Suburban Living, and Jack Like the Ripper, have a four part video series that follows the adventures of Elvis in Texas, mm-hmm. um, which sees us go from a band that's you know at its peak to having absolutely nothing to finding what rock and roll is really all about and then to fighting our way back to somewhat relevance and saving the town from the evil grips of the man. Yes, yes, yes. So that's kind of a really quick synopsis of the four parts. <laughs> that sounds great. And um, there's uh, giant lizards involved. I have seen those. Yes. yes. Yeah, there is a giant lizard involved, and he's a, he's kind of become our, our weird mascot. Nice, nice. Yes. If, if you see the cover of the album, you'll see that that's exactly the truth. Right, playing tonight, and it's not just you playing tonight, you're bringing down no broadcast from Christchurch, yes. uh, and you've also got uh, Pieces of Molly as well. Yes, yes we do, uh, and they came down with us to, to Invis here last night as well, and um, great lineup. Really seeing it all together last night um, was really cool because no broadcast are awesome and kind of droney and heavy and just in your face. Pieces of Molly is straight up rock and roll and it just kind of builds up, builds up to us who are whatever, I don't know, skinny hobos or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic self deprecating humor. Yeah, that's the best kind. <laughs> the best kind. Right, so you're playing um, the Captain Cook too. Classic. Yes, yes, it's nice to get back to the cook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right, so if people want to come and see you, where can we purchase Z tickets, my friend? Let's Under tickets the are available at undertheradar.co.nz. Mm-hmm. Pre-sales are $25. They're available until 5.30 this evening. We will have door sales, though. No, nice, oh, nice. It's, it's funny how a lot of people ask that. Are you going to have door sales? Of course I'm going to have door sales. You're not going to rock up with no ticket and I won't let you in. Yeah, exactly. Well, come on, you, you want to come see the show. Well, it's Dunedin, though, you know. We need to know that there's door sales because that's the only way we buy tickets. It's true. That is true. Well, Dunedin, for all you beautiful Dunedin nights, there are door sales. They're $30 on the door. Yeah. Uh, doors open at 8 o'clock. First band will be on eight thirty. Three big bands, thirty bucks, good as gold, cheap as chips. It's going to be a great night. Um, choose a song. Which song cool. off the album would you like me to play? 
a Joe song of ours. Yes, yes. Oh, you can choose Ooh. someone else's Ooh. if you want. Oh, Um Does it have to be a single, or can it be an album track? It can be an album track of the album open in front of me. So. Ooh, I really like I really like the opening track, seven eight nine. All right, seven, or eight, as nine. we're now calling it, seven nine nine. Yeah, I looked at that. I thought, what the hell is that word? And that is what exactly what it is, seven nine nine. Good. <laughs> hey. So yes, I, I think if I have to pick a song, I'm going to pick that one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Sam. Thank you. Hey, Jamie. No worries. Hey, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Good to catch up. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, we'll be in your town soon, so I may even come by and say good day for a beer. Oh, well, you should. I think we should do that tonight. All right, um, Sam, skinny hobos tonight. No broadcast. Pieces of Molly. Captain Cook Hotel. Doors at 8.30, I believe. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Tickets on nz or door sales on the door. Get along to the show. Once again, Sam, thank you so much. See you soon. No worries. Thank you, Jamie, very much for having me on the show, and thank you, Danina, for tuning in. Anytime. See you, bro. Cheers. All right, 789, Skinny Hobos, you're on the one, 91FM.